0: hello and good morning everybody i'm anthony ornelas and welcome to our morning podcast where we dive into many subjects about u.s history today i will be reviewing the history of our nation by looking over the 15th amendment today we brought in two special guests who are actually experts on the subject and they should clear up a lot of information on this amendment Say hello to our experts, Joshua Hill and Manuel Diaz. Thanks for having us, Anthony.
1: It's great to be here.
0: My pleasure. Now let's get right into the meat and potatoes of this subject. Many believe that America was founded on the idea that all Americans are free, which means that we all have certain rights bestowed upon all of us. But these rights really took a while to really embed themselves into the nation and people. These rights also took a while to actually be given to all Americans, too. Now, please tell us more about this.
2: Correct. It is believed that we are giving these natural rights from God that are supposed to be applied to everyone, but were taken away from some people since the beginning of time, even before these rights were established. These natural rights, such as life, liberty, and property, are those that aren't Dependable on any law from any culture or government. These laws cannot, viol- cannot be violated by another person, and no law can be passed if these rights are also violated. Unfortunately, throughout time, many people, especially of power, would use others for their own benefit, such as the Greeks with quarries or mines, or Rome using prisoners of war. At the time, slavery wasn't based on race, but those who are in need of help. Such as prisoners or others being sold off. As time went on and the world began to develop, we saw the change in labor and economy. In in America, the biggest impact of change was the people of color were seen as objects and were being mistreated as slaves without pay or minimum minimum pay for the white men. Sure, there were white people doing labor, but most of these white people were coming from British and were signed in a contract. But those people of color had no way out. They weren't seen as humans. They were intimidated by threats of violence from their own, from their owners. Even kids of color weren't given an equal opportunity. None of these colored people had the chance to l- learn how to read or write. Now, this all changed eventually, but for the time, enslaved people were relied on to build the economy, so no one ever thought about giving up a low cost or no-cost labor. This grew to some slaves being rebellious and led to more direct laws or rules that only targeted slaves.
0: Thank you. That clears up a lot. But still, how was the 15th Amendment not in the Constitution right out the get-go, like other amendments that needed to be added later because the original Constitution left out so many people of their rights? How could our Founding Fathers have overlooked this? Or did they even overlook it?
1: No, the Founding Fathers did not overlook this. Many of them, including Alexander Hamilton, John Adams, Samuel Adams, and Thomas Paine, hated the idea of slaves and did not own any. Other Founding Fathers, including George Washington, said slavery was evil, even though he owned around 123. The Constitution, in the end, did not free slaves, but instead made it so that there were there could not be an emancipation of the slave trade and slavery until 1808. And of course, if they were not free, then they could wouldn't get voting rights. In the Declaration of Independence, Thomas Jefferson wrote a passage about how evil and terrible slavery was, but it was cut from the final draft.
0: That really does go to show how hard it is for people to get their rights from their government and the hardships that need to happen. But now we need to cut to a break and hear a word from our sponsors.
2: Are you excited about your newfound right to vote without the government forbidding it? But the thing is, you still might not know how to read. How will you vote correctly if you don't know what you're voting about or even how to vote? That's where we come in. Hi, my name is Ash Gomez, and I'm here to tell you about my amazing new service. Rent yourself a literary assistant, someone to guide you through the world of politics. Can't read a ballot? Your literary assistant can read it out loud for you. Don't understand what you're voting about? Your literary assistant can explain it to you. Accepting multiple forms of payment per hour, including, but not limited to, American money, Spanish money, and certain European money, you can rent your very own literary assistant.
0: And we're back into this retrospective of our nation and its long journey to get all its people to where they are today and get them all the rights that they deserve. People think that the Constitution is absolute and never changing, but it can, has, and probably will change in the future, just like what happened after the Civil War. All over the world, governments are changing, and so can ours any time. Back in 1870, when the amendment was passed, a lot of people didn't agree with it, and a lot still don't.
1: African Americans were allowed to vote in 1870. It was just really, really difficult. First, African Americans were allowed to vote unless their grandfathers voted. But that was almost impossible for that generation because most of their grandfathers were slaves. Even after the Voting Rights Act was passed in 1965, the South still made loopholes and were not okay with the idea of African Americans voting. Southerners would make them take a literacy test and or have them pay poll taxes. Sometimes they would just resort to violence and beat them until the blacks gave up. Of course, there was also the Jim Crow laws, which basically had the power to take away an African-American's right to vote and force them back into indentured servitude.
0: Many interpret the amendment differently based on their class and race, which affects all ways people interpret things, but especially here because this directly affects you because of your race, and it always has. I interpret it as something that no matter what would always happen, and will always happen, and takes so long to be put in a place because things like civil wars and revolutions need to happen so that people get these rights. How do you both interpret it?
2: You know what, Anthony? I know that we all have different backgrounds, and sometimes our background determines our place in society and how people look at us. It seems like something that can be changed, but people take one good look at you and start assuming the worst or best part of you. I think everyone should be given a chance to show your true worth and what you're made of, and no one can choose how you live your life. You're the only one who gets to choose your path in life. You're the only person to know what you're worth and how you should be treated.
1: I would 100% agree with that. and I just want to add that we should always show empathy to others. Trying to understand and share the feelings of what someone else has been through can help someone immensely. Of course, you can't truly understand the feelings of someone else unless you also have been through the same feeling. But I'm sure that if people back then had any empathy for both slaves, then it might have ended a lot sooner.
0: Thank you both for your input and for all the information that you cleared up and brought in. We now know how hard it was and how long it took for all races in America to be able to vote legally, and how the Civil War had to happen so that the 15th Amendment could be put into place. But this wraps up all our time, so thank you both for being here.
1: It was great to be here, and thanks for having us.
2: Thanks for having us, Anthony. It was good to be here.
1: Really, thank you guys
0: again, and thank you all for listening to our podcast today, and hopefully you could join us again next time. Farewell.